Gentlemen, more memories are made when you're there for live NFL action. And when you need tickets, our friends at Ticketmaster have got you covered as the official marketplace of the NFL. Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. You can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. The Action Network Podcast. I'm just about that action, boss. Ready? Throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. Welcome into the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. I'm your host, Brendan Glasheen. Today's episode, NFL Week 4 Best Bets. Joining us this week, our usual guests, we have Luke Swain, Vegas Refund, Brandon Anderson also alongside, and we've got Anthony DeBundo back in the rotating third chair. Don't forget you can find each of these guys in the Action Network app, free to download award-winning Action Network app for their bets they give out today and anything else that they might be on for the coming weekend in the National Football League. Also, if you haven't done so already, please leave a five-star review. If you are oh so inclined, we appreciate any feedback. Uh, Speaking of reviews, we did get one uh, from this past week that is recapping our record so far in the year. So through three weeks, we'll be transparent. 12 and 17 is a show, and that includes Brandon Anderson's look-ahead lines. He's got a couple more of those to wrap up the pod today. Uh, so that's just you know being transparent. We'll we'll be sure to do that going forward. But anything else you might have, uh, any feedback is a good feedback. So Debundo, with all that being said, we'll let you go first with the perfect record to set up Week Four best bets. What did you got? Yeah, the past, the past. We're on to the present, and the only thing that matters is your next bet. And my next bet is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers plus three and a half in this divisional matchup against the Saints. Uh, second time I've been on the show. Second time I'm fading New Orleans. And what I think is the most average NFL team you could possibly imagine. And that's what we've seen from the Saints thus far. Uh, They're 17th in defensive efficiency in uh, EPA per play. They are 14th in offensive efficiency. And Derek Carr, I don't expect him to play in this game. I do think it is a marginal downgrade to Jameis Winston. You know, we all remember the Jameis, you know, famous Jameis season when he went 30-30. And he had, you know, some real explosiveness. But we haven't really seen that from Jameis at all. Even in the limited time he did play for the Saints in the last couple of years when he hasn't been injured or the backup. And so it's been much more uh, cautious and underneath and not really pushing the ball down the field, Jameis. And look, the Bucks were overmatched in the trenches on Monday night against Philly, and they really couldn't you know, block the, the Eagles front at all. But I think this is a significantly less imposing front. If you look at just pass rush win rate, uh, I don't think Mayfield's going to be under a ton of trouble. The Saints pass rush has been pretty average thus far this year. And, uh, you know, Mayfield, when he's had time to throw versus when he hasn't, has been a, a very different quarterback this year. And so uh, I do think that the Bucks will uh, keep this game tight. It'll be a very low-scoring affair. The over took some money. It went from 39.5 to 41 and then immediately got bet back down to the 39.5 now. If it does get back to 41, I also like the under. But uh, anything over a field goal here is good for me with the Tampa Bay on the road. I know it's a short week, 
but I really don't trust this Saints offense. They haven't really been uh, effective through the air with Carr, and so I don't really think it's going to be much better without him. Keep in mind, yes, they got to 17 points last week, but they did get a uh, a touchdown on a punt return from Rashid mm-hmm. Shahid. So it hasn't really been a good offensive showing from the Saints yet this season. I mean, their best game was probably Carolina in week two, where they struggled to get to 20, uh, and that's against a Carolina mm-hmm. defense that got torched just last week So and has a ton of injuries. So I, I'm pretty down on the Saints team. I think they're very average. So catching over that key field goal, I like the Bucks plus three and a half in week four. Okay, very good. Uh, Brandon, let's go to you on this one because uh, you brought up this game as your look-ahead spot, and this didn't even factor in Jameis Winston. And now you've got Jameis, so you're probably feeling pretty good about getting that three and a half. There are a lot of threes out there as well, so you probably feel good about getting the three and a half. Yeah, this is my first pick as well. I like the Bucks plus three and a half. All the reasons we've talked about already. Look, Alvin Kamara is back, but he's really not been that good against the Bucks in his past. Under 45 yards a game in 11 games for his career. So that's not going to move the needle too much for me. I think these teams are relatively similar. Both defenses are pretty good, but not quite as good as they have been in recent years. Saints run defense is beatable, but the Bucs aren't going to run them anyway. But for me, it just comes back to the same old thing with the Saints. Like, you know, you know, like the LeBron meme? Dennis Allen, Derek Carr, Jameis Winston. Like, I, I don't care. Put whoever from the Saints, I'm fading them. Like, I'm just going to keep fading the Saints. Here's the numbers. Dennis Allen, 4-10 against the spread as a favorite. 29%. 1-6 in the division as a favorite. Jameis, we get him instead of Carr, 8-18-1 against the spread as a favorite, including when he's a favorite of three or more, 3-11-1 ATS. He's only 8-7 straight up in those games. So, Jameis Winston, when he's the better team by a bunch, a field goal or more, is basically a 500 quarterback, which, uh, yeah, that checks out. That's what we've seen from Jameis for the last decade of of Jameis Ball. So I like this line. I certainly like the three and a half when we're at a low total, like DeBundo talked about. Uh, So that helps us as well. And, yeah, I'll just play play the Bucs plus three and a half. Underdogs of four or less when the total is 42 or below. 82-47-2 82-47-2 against the spread last five years, 63%. So that's wow. a good spot for the Bucks as well. And these teams don't meet again till week 17, so uh, it's a kind of a swing game here. I mean, who knows? You know, the Falcons are in the mix as well, but this is a kind of a big game considering uh, it is a divisional game head-to-head. But, yeah, it look, it's looking like J- it's Jameis, not Derek Carr this week, and uh, both of these guys like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to cover. Luke, what's your first one for week four? So I'm going to go with the Ravens plus three right now on the road at Cleveland against the Browns, which this one really is like AFC North. Like I, I do feel like if you just bet every underdog in an AFC North divisional game, that it is at least three, you'd probably come out ahead at the end of the year, at least this year uh, where this is a Browns team that their defense is setting records right now in terms of success rates through the first three weeks. And they are fantastic. They are so improved, but I do think we have to temper expectations somewhat to the degree that this is just a different beast in terms of who they have played. Deshaun, like we said last week on the pod, looked great. Like it was his coming out party almost for this year against the Titans, but that was the Titans defense. That was the secondary that everyone is going to rip up every single week. Um, And then going back to the Ravens, their defense is equally, if not, I wouldn't say better, but their defense is not far behind. So this is, Definitely a step up in class for Deshaun. And then Ravens offensive line injuries. This is the key. Linderbaum and Staley haven't didn't play last week. Mm-hmm. And 
Lamar really looked like the Lamar of his rookie first couple of years running the ball, designed runs where they couldn't really accomplish the offense that they want to without those two main pieces. And they did practice yesterday. So the expectation is they're going to play this week, which is big, again, especially against this Cleveland defense. And a plus three, you're selling the Browns and buying the Ravens who just lost the Colts um, in a divisional game on the road. And the Ravens, I think Lamar is like 11-0 as an underdog um, in the regular season. And the Ravens are just one of the better underdog teams that you want to bet on overall as well. So Ravens plus three. Two teams top 10 in DVOA through a couple of weeks. And I think Brandon like, likes the Ravens this week in week four as well. Mm-hmm. How do you feel this uh, Todd Munkin-led pass attack has gone so far? I mean, having guys out, as Luke mentioned, is a big factor in installing that and getting – getting progress so where are you at here with the Ravens if you're into them as well yeah so Ravens plus three is my second pick the Munkin question is a good question and to me watching the games it I don't love the eye test I don't exactly love what I'm seeing what I wanted the spread attack to be is spread it out horizontal spread it out vertical and now what are you gonna do about Lamar running all that space and I haven't really seen the vertical a whole lot here I've seen a lot of like two-yard passes is a flowers and and Lamar is getting the ball out fast way faster than he has in the past and they're just like get the ball to the playmakers well Lamar's the playmaker I kind of want to see more of that long term short term that looks pretty good for this game because if I don't know if I trust the Ravens offensive line and we know how good Cleveland is rushing the passer hey what do I want hey Lamar get the ball out get the ball to the playmakers let them do the thing so that's actually part of the cap. Why I like them here is even though I'm not totally sold on it long-term and and I think they're just kind of figuring it out still, I like the quick passes and and I like how they get that out here. I agree with Luke. I I don't trust the Browns offense here. The Ravens line we talk about, but the Browns are missing their right tackle. Their line just really has not lived up to what it's supposed to be. You know, top three in the league hasn't played like that this year. No Nick Chubb. So that's going to neuter the run game a little bit. And uh, look, Deshaun Watson against a real defense. Like Luke said, this is not Tennessee here anymore. Tennessee bleeds passing yards. Ravens are top five defensive DVOA. And like, I think the Browns are better on defense. The numbers are incredible. But we're hearing a lot of talk this week about, oh, it's a historic defense. It's one of those like Super Bowl on their own defenses. And it's possible. They look really good. But we're three weeks in. Which one's more likely? Either that we already have a historic defense or that we have three outlier weeks, one in bad weather against injured Burrow, one against the worst offense in the league, the Steelers so far, one against the worst line in the league, the Titans, and we're going to get some regression and come back toward even still maybe number one, but not like crazy historical number one. So to me, it's just like a kind of playing the regression angle a little bit. And then, yeah, I got some of the numbers that Luke mentioned here. So you talk about the division underdog thing. That's a thing in the AFC North. Since 2009, underdogs under four points in the division, 51, 29, and four against the spread, 63%. So that's a thing. We know like Ravens Steelers next week. I already got my eye on that one. It's going to be another one of those spots. Like you play the short dogs in this division. Lamar's 11 and one ATS as an underdog, but eight and four straight up. So I think there's a good spot there as well. John Harbaugh, 60% against the spread uh, as an underdog. Watson, not great as a favorite, 41%. Stefanski's 37%, 2-8 in the division as a favorite. So it's a lot of trends here, and I think it's just kind of a 
buy low-ish on the Ravens after they lost in overtime, a game they really should have won, frankly, if the refs had done their job, and sell a little bit high on Cleveland. So I'll take the Ravens plus three. Definitely want the three. So I would not wait yeah. around on that. I don't think this gets past the three. This is probably a good teaser leg if you're looking for a teaser for later as well. But give me the Ravens plus three. It's Baltimore, gentlemen. The gods will not save you. Keep an eye on that. Baltimore. I mean, Brandon brought up good points on the Browns injury front with their line, but keep an eye on that Ravens injury report because uh, if guys maybe get ruled out, maybe you do get a better number too. But um, Brandon and Luke brought up points as to why they are buying low, buy low spot on the Baltimore Ravens. Before we get to DeBundo's second pick, uh, let's talk about our new Sponsor, Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Factor hooks you up with delicious, chef-prepared, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your house. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with a healthy lifestyle. There are three main things we love about Factor. No chopping, no prepping, or cleaning up. You get great flavor and the nutritional quality you need. Factor's also fresh, never-frozen meals, and they're ready in just two minutes. So run your own two-minute drill with Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Select your meals and enjoy your fresh meals delivered to your door. Just head to factormeals.com slash actionnetworkpod50 and use code actionnetworkpod50. That's five zero to get 50% off. That's code actionnetworkpod50 at factormeals.com slash actionnetworkpod50 to get 50% off. Second pick for DeBundo. What do you got? Yeah, I'm going with the Cincinnati Bengals and the Tennessee Titans under at 41 here for my uh, second best bet. And look, I understand that the Titans defense got uh, pretty well annihilated down the field last week, but I'm not so sure that Joe Burrow is capable of that at the current moment. And so through the first three weeks of the NFL season, Burrow is dead last in completion percentage above expected. That CPO we overexpected. So he has been the least accurate passer in the NFL. And clearly he's playing on one leg. He's not 100%. Uh, he hasn't quite said it, but he's basically acknowledged it post, post game on Monday night as well. And what has that done for this offense? It's essentially put a ceiling on how much they're able to do the down the field isolation routes that made this offense so good because they have receivers that are excellent one on one with Higgins and Chase. And Burrow's precision and timing and accuracy outside the numbers is what powered this offense to being really good. They have not been able to run the ball whatsoever, and they are not going to be able to run the ball on this Tennessee defense, which is an excellent front that gets a lot of pressure as well. So I think the the Bengals are going to have to do a lot of long, methodical drives, similar to what we saw on Monday night. And how many times did they, you know, have a ten play field goal drive that ended in a fifty yard field goal by McPherson? So I think that this Bengals offense is nowhere close to its best and will not be there for a long time this year. I think, you know, we have to monitor Burrow, and if we start seeing positive signs, we can adjust them upward, but. Not really seeing much there. Uh, and, and this Bengals defensive line continues to be a, a pretty good unit that should get a ton of pressure on Tannehill, the offensive line for the Titans. You know, Brandon, Brandon mentioned it has not been a good unit this year. He came in, I think he had them bottom five in the league. Uh, so, and they have not lived up to the expectation. Their left tackle play has been really bad. And we just saw what le- bad left tackle play did for the Rams on Monday night in the similar situation. So I think the Titans, with their lack of explosiveness down the field and Tannehill kind of showing signs of decline, uh, these two offenses continue to be very overvalued. Uh, and so I'm going to take under 41 here in this game. What do you think it would be if, like, we had a healthy Burrow? Like, what would you make this total? Probably another three points. Because, I mean, it, it's a cent, like, if, if you think Burrow is worth about six to seven points to the spread, 
you have to have him at like 25, 30% of that. So you're, you're taking, you know, four points off the Bengals number probably per game, yeah. just based yeah. on his injury. And just the way it dramatically changes how they have to play. It's not like this team can run the ball. They're not hitting explosives. Uh, even against the Ravens, they, they had one big passing play. And that was week two. That was before he re-injured the calf at the end of the game. So uh, yeah, I think that there's real concerns here. And look, this Rams defense couldn't stop anybody uh, the week before against the Niners and, and whatnot. And so has not, like I'm pretty down on the Rams defense and they uh, pretty much kept Burrow and checked the whole game and, and forced him into, you know, a negative EPA per play. So uh, down on these defenses, I think Tennessee is a great teaser spot. You can tease them with the Ravens. I think that's a great teaser with, with two low totals and, and should be tight games as well. When these teams met in Nashville last year, Bengals won 2016. Jamar Chase didn't play. Joe Burrow, 37 pass attempts. They stole that completion, game. 270 yards. They did. So maybe it's that much. Yeah, it's I, not. I know you're not playing the you're not playing the Titans on a side, but it it, it f- fulfills the Mike Vrabel underdog spot at home thing. Even if, if I, I had to play, play a side here, I'd 100 percent take Tennessee at home. 100%. You would. Okay. I think that the Titans defense, <laughs> like I know they've gotten diced deep a lot this year, but uh, they have consistently perfor- outperformed expectations in the talent on the field for multiple years. So I'm not going to let like one really good Deshaun Watson game change my opinion on that. Uh, and I still think this is a very good defense. Hmm. Hmm. Brandon, I feel like you might have something to say about that. <laughs> so I'm going to agree with pretty much everything DeBundo just said, except I'm going to interpret the data a little differently. And the one thing I'm going to do differently is I'm going to play the Bengals here, minus two. I'm going to thread the needle because I'll tell you right now, I, I, I will not feel comfortable with this bet. I think it's going to be a sticky, ugly bet, and I'm going to hope to get like a, probably a three or a four-point win. So tell you right Just now, like if this gets to three, I don't want it. Yeah, it's it, it's close. I don't mind if you rather play the money line here and, and cover your one or two-point win. I think it's going to be a tight one. But I do think, uh, for a lot of the reasons, Debunda, you just said, I think this kind of lines up like a repeat of what we just watched Monday night, which can we stop with the Monday night doubleheaders? Like, we're getting two bad games simultaneous. And it's like, what, what are we? I just want to listen to Peyton and Eli. Can we just listen to them talk about stuff and have some good football? But the line, DeBundo, this, is, this was my dead last line, Tennessee's for the league. And their right tackle, still out, suspended. Skaronsky, the rookie, who I think is probably their best lineman, he's out, he's injured. And we just saw the Rams line could not hold up. We saw Cincinnati effectively win the game with their defensive line, like Trey Hendrickson and the rest of the guys just dominated. So to me, I really don't have anything to disagree with on the Burrow critiques. He has not been good. He's clearly not right. Uh, We're on Burrow watch, but I just trust the rest of Cincinnati enough in a spot where like, you're still playing for your season here. Effectively, you got Mm -hmm. to get a win like this. And Tennessee, I just don't think that they're very good. That last week we had the Chargers against the Titans, and it was like a classic setup spot. Uh, or sorry, not the Chargers, the Browns, right, against the Titans. The classic Vrabel yes. underdog spot. And all my trends liked it, and I just couldn't quite get there. And then we saw the result. Like the Titans couldn't quite get there either. Their line got dominated. It was a great spot where, you know, the Browns are supposed to be a bad run D, and Derrick Henry did absolutely nothing. This is, again, the Bengals' run D has not been great so far this year, so it sets up well. But Derrick Henry, like, he's not even getting the workhorse touches anymore like he has been. So, yeah, the Titans' run defense, we've said this before, it's a pass funnel. So I think that sets up well for Burrow. I think there's a spot where I'm not betting on Burrow necessarily. I just want him to get the ball out to Chase and Higgins, let them do the work, let the defense do the work. 
basically just get us home. So, uh, yeah, there's one stat here. Bengals are 0-3 against the spread. Sunday is October 1. From October forward, when you are 20% or lower ATS against a team that's 60% or higher ATS, so that's kind of like our luck ranking sort of thing, right? It's a team that's not doing their job against teams that are. You're covering 65% of the time. So that's a good spot here for the Bengals. Goes against the Vrabel underdog thing. It goes against that underdog low totals trend. So it, it's not my favorite spot in the world. I'm just trusting on the Bengals having to get over the line and getting the job done here. So I'll take the minus two. Okay, so Bengals minus two. Brandon's uh, third pick. I think we got to go back to Luke, though. Luke's still got a second one that he's got to give out for us. So Luke's got two more. DeBundo, one more. Luke, what's your second one? I'm going to go Bills minus two and a half hosting the Red Hot Dolphins, which Dolphins are probably peak height in terms of expectation of like the public procession of like the hottest teams in the league. They just put up 70. Like everyone saw that. Um, and without Waddle, you don't want to, <laughs> right. And like you, you do look for like the hot teams and you kind of want to fade them sometimes. And it's a lot easier when they're, go- when they're going against a divisional opponent that is equally as good on paper. Um, where this Dolphins team, like, they're going to score. No one is going to stop this offense into it. Uh, but the defenses that they've gone against so far in a small sample size are the Chargers and the Broncos, who are towards the end of the league in terms of secondaries and success rates for their defense, excuse me. Um, and then they had the Patriots, who the, they put up, I think, 24, 27 against the Patriots, which was the majority of it was in the first quarter. And then they kind of... Belichick might have figured something out, but the brakes got slammed and um, the pass some almost covered the spread on the last drive. Uh, and then you got a Bills defense who is very capable. Uh, they've given up two touchdowns so far this year, 29 total points. Um, and then you have a Bills offense who I think everyone is still thinking about that Josh Allen game against the Jets. And honestly, that's like when I think of the Bills this year, that's the game I'm thinking of. But I think it's safe to just consider the Jets Josh Allen's kryptonite. Since that game, they are red hot. Josh Allen's only game against a Fangio defense, I think it was two years ago, and he put up 360 yards through for four touchdowns and scored 48 points total. Um, so this is just somewhat of a sell high and a, a I don't want to say buy low, but I think this Dolphins defense is last in success rate in the league, and they can be exposed by Josh Allen. And the Dolphins are going to score, but I think the Bills defense is very capable of bending and not totally breaking so bills minus two and a half i think uh i think one of you i think yeah it's to bundo you want to weigh in on this one too you're in agreement with luke yep uh this game was played in december of last year on on december 17th it was a saturday night game it was kind of in the snow uh but yep. the bills closed minus seven and i wrote about this in my better pass column how much has materially changed between these two teams because of course you have to upgrade miami based off of their first three games this season Tua being fully healthy, you know, whatever. High-flying offense. Nobody will ever stop them ever. Uh, greatest team of all time. We've all declared them the champions of September. Mm-hmm. But the Bills are better too. They're healthier on defense. So I think their defense needs to be upgraded almost as much. I would make this north of, of three, and I think this should be three and a half. And so the fact that we're getting under a field goal here uh, makes me want to take the Bills at home because the Bills' defense has taken a real step forward, and they did an excellent job stopping this Miami offense twice last year. Now, we have seen... Last year, Staley and the Chargers completely shut down McDaniel's offense, and McDaniel found the counter and destroyed them uh, in the first week of the season. So I'm not going to say that Mike McDaniel, who's clearly a great offensive mind, won't have something cooked up for Sunday. But 
people just, you know, like you mentioned, Luke, with with that Monday night game where where Allen just handed the game to the Jets. The the Bills, you know, if if they don't have those dumb turnovers, one, two, three plays in a whole season, they're a dominant three and O team with three commanding victories uh, by double digits. Whereas, you know, I know the Jets pull off this miracle, but we've seen Josh Allen struggle with. Uh, the Jets before we've also seen Josh Allen destroy and dominate this Dolphins defense because he did it in both meetings last year. And I don't think the Dolphins defense is all that much better right now. So I think I've got the better quarterback. I've got the better defense and I'm at home. I'm going to have to lay two and a half. I'm going to do it. Yeah. And the Dolphins are this exact same story arc last year. Like, it's not the same because Tua got hurt and that kind of derailed everything, but they were red hot to start the season last year. And like the Dolphins, like I think it's like eighty percent of the plays McDaniel's has guys in motions where, like you see that for the first time, you're going to get slapped in the face by the Dolphins. But when you start getting film, and the later we get, it's going to be easier to prepare for this offense. I mean, Belichick did a good. The, the Dolphins' yeah. offense was not good in that game. Agreed. But we see, but like they won, and that's because the Patriots' offense yeah. was worse. But the three high from Belichick that was really interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see if. Uh, if the Bills do some of that this week, because they would be really fat. We've never seen really yeah, like and, three high. It's a right, thing. The, it takes away the middle of the field, takes away the deep shot. Two has been a. And like the Broncos, season. like where the Broncos' defense wasn't capable of doing something like that. We're like the Bills are. So like if they just take the blueprint from that Belichick, I guess exposed. Hopefully, like they can. We're like Chargers, easy to score. Broncos, that was like I think the four of us could have scored a touchdown on them last week. Um, but yeah, it's I just... definitely could have broken a tackle. <laughs> yeah, guys just flailing around. Just <laughs> it was really bad. Brandon, come on, jump in. You got something too. If you're on the Bills here, and I'm with you, I think this is a great spot for the Bills. I agree with everything you said. I think this is the best team in football. I think week one, that you're right, that Aaron Rodgers spot threw us off the scent a little bit. It's the game we're still like anchoring to. This is the team you want. And I think if you like them, if you agree with this pick, this is a huge leverage spot. Buffalo, Miami play week 18. So we probably don't even get this game again, really, because one team maybe is resting by then. If Buffalo wins, they kind of retake control in the division, retake control in the AFC one seed race. This Mm -hmm. is the time right now to buy Bill's futures. Here's the schedule after this game. You get the win. Jaguars, not as good as we thought. Giants, Patriots, Bucks, Bengals, Burrow still hurt. Broncos, Jets without Rodgers. You get this win. You're suddenly like nine and two and we're in November and Josh Allen is maybe the MVP favorite or the bills are the one seed favorite over 10 and a half. I like plus five fifty to win the AFC 10 to one to win the Super Bowl. The odds right now for who's going to win the Super Bowl has Buffalo 18% second best. That's a shorter number, like a better advantage than the AFC odds. And that's his Super Bowl odds. So I'm in on the bills. We'll do a family pick on the bills, but I think if you like this, this is your chance to buy the futures too, because this is the buy lowest spot you're going to get if they win. Uh, and this will 100%, if you go into the action app and go to the picks tab, like this will probably be the most lopsided game in terms of pick tracking, oh where it's going to be like every expert is going to be on the Bills and no one's going to want to touch the Dolphins, which is fine and it's fair, which makes me happy. 10, 10 to 1, not good enough for me, Super Bowl. Good. Because I, I don't trust Josh Allen. He's too turnover prone. But right. uh, in terms of regular season team, I think they're an absolute consistent regular season juggernaut, yeah. although they will inevitably lose a dumb game because they do that yeah. every year. Okay, go ahead, Luke. Last one. <laughs> so, my last one's this one will be quick. It's going to be the Giants money line, which I think is like minus 120 right now. Monday Night Football hosting the Seahawks. And it's really just a spot. You got 
Seahawks going cross country, going against a Giants team who has played the Niners and the Cowboys or two of the last three games, which are arguably probably two of the three, maybe four best teams in the league. And they've got destroyed. Now they get extra rest at home on primetime TV, getting healthier. Saquon's questionable. I don't expect much out of him. But if there's a spot for this team to win and play like I think we expected them to this year, it will be the spot where the Seahawks defense is just so bad. Yeah. They're just awful. Like the Panthers just put up 27 on them, which was led by Annie Dalton, um, where the Seahawks won. But the Panthers were in that game for the majority of it. And then the Seahawks kind of just pulled away towards the end after a couple of false start penalties on the Panthers that just pulled them out of going for it range. Um, so Giants, money line, at home, Monday Night Football, this is it, or yeah, or blacklisted, honestly. Yeah, you could allow, you can live with allowing 30 to the Lions, but the Rams, and I know like they've, they've got some nice pieces, it looks like, for your fantasy team if, with Cooper Cup out, but uh, yeah, uh, the, the defense in Seattle. By the way, folks, go check out Brandon Anderson's power rankings from this week, and he gives the Dolphins. I'll chime in now, too. He's got the, the Golden State Warriors comparison for the Miami Dolphins going right now. Love it. The Action Network podcast is presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $1,500 paid back in bonus bets if your first bet loses. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gentlemen, more memories are made when you are there for the live NFL action. And when you need tickets, our friends at Ticketmaster have you covered. The official marketplace of the NFL, Ticketmaster, gives you more ways to find your perfect seat. Their interactive seat map gives you 360-degree previews of your section to make sure you have the best view of those pivotal plays. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze, and you can even customize your Ticketmaster app to rep your team's colors. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash NFL. I almost forgot look ahead for week five. Brandon, what do you got for week five? Look ahead. You're two and oh I think we're two and oh right now because the, the, yeah, the record look is ahead like a couple one. weeks behind. Got it. So yeah, well, I'm going to channel my inner Al Davis this week. I'm going to go with the just win baby teaser. So give me the Chiefs. Give me the Bengals. Let's tease them down and get them in. Chiefs minus six against the Vikings. I think the Chiefs run it up Sunday night in front of Taylor Swift, in front of all the national audience on the Jets. Vikings might not even be the Panthers, let's be honest. So I think this line goes up. Mahomes is going to be facing Brian Flores blitzing all game. Yeah, that's not going to go well for Brian Flores and the Vikings defense. So Chiefs win, easy. Bengals minus seven of the Cardinals. Again, we talked about the Joe Burrow stuff. Cardinals don't have that much on defense. Even what they've done well has been mostly offensive. The Bengals, they take care of the Titans like I expect them to. Cardinals are 14-point dogs against the Niners. They get blown out. The Bengals win. I think both these lines rise to like 9 or 10. You tease it right now. You get the Chiefs as a pick em. You get the Bengals minus one. Just win, baby. This is a spot where I normally wouldn't tease like a minus seven on the road, but I think these lines rise to like nine or 10 by kickoff specifically so that we can't tease them. Like that's why the numbers get there. So we can't, so we can, we're doing it now. We're teasing. Give me the chiefs. Give me the Bengals. Just win baby. Good stuff. Excellent. So to recap for week four, best bets, 
Buffalo minus two and a half, Tampa plus three and a half, Ravens plus three. DeBundo is targeting Cincinnati, Tennessee under 40 and a half. Brandon's on Bengals minus two. And the last one from Luke is Giants money line on Monday night. Brandon's got the look ahead teaser. That is going to do it for the Action Network podcast, NFL week four best bets episode. We are presented by BetMGM. Full betting preview available on the podcast from Stucky and Raybon as well. You can tune into that. We'll also have our weekly recap episode coming your way early Monday morning with Joe Gallant and our director of research, Evan Abrams. Don't forget to download the app to follow Luke DeBundo and Brandon in the app. Thanks for uh, those guys. As always, Brendan Glasheen signing off. We'll catch you next week for our week five best bets. Thanks for listening, everybody, and best of luck. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.